Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person, and politicking is bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 24 of The Underground for August 2nd, 2021. I'm probably sitting on a beach somewhere right now while you guys are listening to this. Joseph, what will you be doing next week when this gets published? I will be (laughs) crying knowing that you're at the beach. I will be working. And so that will be a lot of fun for you and not a lot of fun for me. <laughs> Dude, I can't <laughs> no, wait. No, that's awesome, man. I, I I've been looking forward to this so like a lot and just like to decompress and get away from uh, all the craziness of the world. Oh, man. I hear you. I was uh, telling Kayla that I'm excited for our vacation when we have it. We're going to have it later on in the year. That way I can just turn my phone off and not even pay attention to it and, and just kind of be completely uh, off the grid, so to say, like just not worrying about what's going on in the world, just focused mm-hmm. on my wife, focused on the Lord, all that good stuff, man. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to just kind of de-plugging, decompressing, uh, no technology, that kind of stuff. If we don't have any technology, maybe we'll have the TV, but we'll probably just like watch movies or or TV shows at the end of the day or something like that before we go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, outside of that, no technology, at least for me. Yeah. It's, uh, books, some beer <laughs> sitting on the beach. Uh, amen. That, you know, uh, hey. I'll have my phone. Just Jesus's to, first miracle was wine. So, you know, you know, that's, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll be some beer. You're going to drink get some sour beer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually, I'll buy some, I have a little bit here, but I'll uh, I'll buy some to take with me. Uh, nice. I could do a nice German blonde on the beach. Yeah, I actually like met L. German German blonde, blonde L. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I actually met a German blonde uh, at this beach years ago. I haven't talked to them in forever because their family sold the uh, the house that they owned there. Um, yeah. Are you going to on the Atlantic side or Gulf side? Uh, Atlantic. We're going to Polly's Island, South Carolina. So, oh, nice. Dude, I, you can eat some good food? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I always tell people that Polly's Island is sort of the, I guess, ying to Myrtle Beach's yang. Um, mm. Myrtle Beach is sort of trashy. And sorry if you like Myrtle Beach, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it has this reputation yeah. for being trashy. It has this, you know, of, you know, murder or people getting shot for you know different reasons and uh there's hotels everywhere and people everywhere and polly's island is like you might have five people on either side of you 
Um, we're staying at one of the only inns that's actually on the island. Um, there's like no TVs in the room. There's really not any air conditioning for the most part. Um, it's like, it's a little bit of off the grid that I get every year. Mm. So nice. we didn't we get to thinking, go last year. I found, I found a nice little old cabin in Montana. Uh, it's kind of like close to the Canadian border. And it's right off of a river too. It's nice. beautiful, man. It's a very it's it's kind of it's it's very modernized cabin. And I was telling Caleb, I was like, man, how great would this be in November and December? I know it would still be cold and everything, but you know we can go just chill, kind of be in the outdoors some, you know, as much as we could be. You know, it's going to be cold, blistering cold there, uh, but during that time probably. But the other thing though is uh, what we'll probably actually do is go to the beach somewhere yeah like miami or something like that or oh, Florida awesome. East. yeah yeah yeah, yeah dude, get some of that nice uh uh caribbean weather you know? <laughs> and while everybody else up here is facing uh negative 80 degrees uh we, we thought about kind of doing a christmas vacation because we haven't gone on a vacation just us since our honeymoon and that's four years ago Wow. So every time we've gone down, you know, has been either to see family, to see family for unfortunate events or something like that. And so we were like, yeah, maybe we for our Christmas gift and anniversary present and stuff like that, we'll just take a Christmas trip and go see uh, and go on vacation. And my family won't be happy because I told them we were going to come see them. But I'm like, oh, oh well. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to take time for just the two of you. Yeah, man. And that seems like a good time considering how cold it's going to be. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, dude. So, well, no snow, beautiful sunshine, <laughs> waves. I can just take take pictures or videos and send them to all my coworkers and friends up here. <laughs> be like, hey, I'm glad you're not here and I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joseph, before we get started, please. Oh, yeah. Let me uh, let people. Hey, guys! If if you kept with us, we're we're on episode twenty four, and we just appreciate you being along for the journey with us so far. And if you like what we're doing, and less you maybe you don't have the any talent, <laughs> maybe you don't have. Um, <laughs> hey, you know it's real for some people. Maybe you don't. Maybe you haven't discovered what your talent is that you can share with us, or maybe. Uh, you don't have the to means to donate monetarily, or maybe you do have the talent. Maybe you do have a bunch of money, but still, the best way that you can support our podcast is by sharing it, whether that's through social media or texting and letting your friends and your family know. That is the best thing that you can do if you like our podcast. Uh, outside of that, uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Clearly, you're listening to this. You can find us on Odyssey as well. You can find us pretty much everywhere. Uh, we're going to be upping our social media presence soon, maybe getting into the, the TikTokers and, and, and getting hit with the young kids. Uh, <laughs> I, and, <laughs> I'll tell you in a second. But, uh, but yeah, so the kind of the model we do here is we're not – doing any type of advertising. It's a value for value model to where you do your time, talent and treasure, you know, to give you some examples, it, you know, let's say you're good at uh, audio editing, you know, and, and you want to help us audio edit, edit, 
you can do that if you're good at art and you want to do a cover art for an episode you can donate that uh, and let's say you have money and you feel like uh you're getting five dollars worth fifty dollars worth five hundred dollars worth it's whatever value you feel like you're getting out of this podcast and we're going to come up with a uh, accrediting system to to where there's different levels you can reach uh, but it's it's nothing like patreon to where if you donate this uh, if you donate this much monthly or do this or whatnot to where you get this more, this many more features or anything yeah. like that. So, yep, that's kind of what we have. And again, if you like us, wherever you listen to podcasts or wherever you're watching us, leave a comment, rate us, and and, and interact with us. Let us know how we're doing. If if you're noticing anywhere um, where you agree with us, let us know. Disagree with us, let us know. We're very much about creating a community of. Uh, free speech to where we can dialogue and have a conversation, not necessarily an, a polarizing argument. Yeah. Um, Anything you want to add, David? Uh, just don't forget to download the episode wherever you're listening to it. Uh, yes. You know, Skype, not Skype. We're on Skype. Uh, Spotify, um, uh, iTunes, Apple podcast, play a uh, pod, whatever you happen to be listening to. That's, it's just really helpful on our end because it gives us an under, an idea of that uh, how many people are listening, and um, you know where we need to. And as far as things that we could, you know, use volunteer help. By the way, uh, with I think social media stuff's the the biggest thing. Uh, yeah, someone that could clip stuff for us and throw it up on our like on like accounts for us uh, mm-hmm. would be huge or at the very least was able to clip things up for us and then give it back to us so we can throw it up when we want to. Um, yes. You know, that that's probably number one priority as far as I'm concerned because, you know, we are, we record, I edit, we put everything up and then I have a lot of other stuff going on. And so being able to find the time to edit YouTube videos and put them up in on a regular basis or if we were to get into TikTok, or whatever, which I was having this like existential crisis about this morning where I was like, (laughs) I think I'm going to have to actually get one. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to get like two phones. I know. Right. Um, Like a burner phone. for What the government tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'll be the phone with TikTok on it. Freedom phone, David. (laughs) No way. I'm not getting that thing, man. It's a piece of garbage. I keep seeing oh, it, dude. Well, come I, on, bro. Candace Owens uh, <laughs> shield it for them. We see this thing now where people are. I know I didn't see the Tim Pool. Tim Pool had that guy on. Yeah. I don't know if you watched it. I didn't watch it. I feel like, man, maybe I should have. I See, I've got to get better about watching things that I have no interest in watching for the content and yes. not because I personally don't want to watch it. Um, but right. I, that that was my initial reaction. I was like, Man, this guy's on here trying to sell this garbage phone. You know, I don't. Uh, you know, I don't know how to a bunch of uneducated boomers. You know, <laughs> uh, MAGA people. That's 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 who it targets. Or just people. Not I don't. Not even. I'm sorry. Not even uneducated. That's not what I mean. I mean just gullible is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Gullible MAGA people who who just hear those keywords and think, oh hey, you know, this will help me not get busted by the government and it's like yeah oh this is much this is more a private crappy phone it says freedom <laughs> yeah uh, right good marketing though uh, yeah i you know and it's it's just one of those things that like 
between that and it seems like everyone's shilling pillows now. You know, it was like, it was the, dude, the funny, you sent me some tweet like last week and I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting point. And I scrolled down because it looked like a thread and he was like, use my code to, to buy a pillow. And I was like, come on. Like, is this what, is this what it's become? Is this what it's become? I think become? it has just because, you know, they're all trying to support Mike Lindell and he's been kicked out of like Bed Bath & Beyond, Walmart, Target, wherever his pillows were sold, you know, I, just everywhere. All I the big it. box I, stores I, 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 and listen, everything. I get it. But adding it as a thread to a tweet just feels, yeah. I don't know, there's something kind of dirty about it, kind of like sellout-ish about doing something like that. Like if you're, con- yeah. you know, it's it's why what we're trying to do and building our audience the way that we are is like we want people to give to the show because they're finding value in what we're doing, not because we were able to get enough uh, you know, a big enough audience where we could afford to live off of asking them to buy a pillow. Yeah. Or advertisers that it, can suppress our speech. Cause now we can't talk about this or that. We exactly beholden to them. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into, I was going to try to do some sort of segue into this, but I can't think of anything. So this episode's probably going to be a little shorter for those of you that are listening. Cause again, I am leaving for the beach uh, pretty soon pretty soon and when you're hearing this if it's the week that i'm gone uh if you're listening to it the week that this is put out i will be sitting on the beach more than likely um all right so i guess we can just kind of get into it uh did you want to set up Let's do it is there is there like a setup yeah, so, to what <laughs> yeah so i'm running out of toilet paper and i need to go to the store and uh pick up some charmin uh and that's your cue. Oh, <laughs> all right. Oh, I'm at the end of this, I think. Here we go. Must defeat reconciliation? What must be what? Immigration. <laughs> a pathway for citizenship. There needs to be a pathway for citizenship. Whether it can be an immigration remains to be seen. Funny enough, there's actually two things in there. So this clip's going around because it sounds like she she says something about asking this question about reconciliation or so, it's it's impossible mm-hmm. to hear uh exactly what she's asking like clearly what she's asking him and then he says something that sounds like my butt's been wiped right i don't think that it's that if but it could be <laughs> it's not this but it's not discernible 100 percent what he's saying but I wouldn't put it past Biden, and that's the sad part. Let me. It's play, not. I know. Well, and and he sounds like he's joking, right? Let yeah. me play. Let me play it one more time for everyone, and, and I want to hear it again because I listened to it a couple times before we started, and I was like, he might be saying that. I don't know. Must it be a reconciliation? What must be what? So I yeah I don't know, because he, he's going like my must yeah. why, and I, and it sounds yep. like. Whatever he was doing, he was not answering her question. Almost sounded like he had a stroke in the middle of that. Yeah, and then like she, then she at the thing that no one and this is what always happens with him, and it, it kind of drives me crazy. Um, he then she, he's then asked about I guess illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, "Hang on, let, let's just listen to it again, so I can clearly tell people what he said." 
citizenship. Pathway for citizenship. There needs to be a pathway for citizenship. Whether it can be immigration remains to be seen. So he says there must be a pathway for citizenship, but whether that's through immigration or not is yet to be seen. What's the other pathway? Uh, I imagine, I guess, just them welcome any any and all who come here and say they want to be an American citizen. But even then, it's, there would still have to be a pathway. Right, exactly. There has to be, like, what's the pathway to citizenship? Well, if you're not from here, it's called immigration because you're immigrating legally to another country. And he, well, sa- he says whether it's immigration or not is yet to be seen. He's like, well, what's the other, what's the other pathway? That's too funny, man. That makes no sense. I, think, I mean, no that sense. just that speaks for itself. I'm just glad that all those who voted for him are on the right side of history. Uh, yeah. I, and I want to go with the whole my butt's been wiped scenario because I imagine in his age and his state, that's, you know, unless he's got a bidet and maybe that's what he that's what he meant. Maybe he was so excited about, you know, his bidet that uh, he just had to tell the reporter about it. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh man. oh on, man! On a slightly more serious note, but also just as confusing. And I'll see if you catch if. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll 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 see um, if you catch this. Um, he did a town hall this past week, I believe. Or uh, that has sorry. Like, um, he ahead, did, I'm yeah. Sorry. Well, I say past week for us, but obviously, if you're listening, it was a, a little bit further back than that. Um, and he was asked a question about crime in the United States. Uh, so I'm just going to play a, uh, about 30 or so seconds of this, and then uh, then we'll stop. Okay. Talk about it. Actually, crime is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up. Guns. I'm the only guy that ever got passed legislation when I was a senator to make sure we eliminated assault weapons. The idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire... 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that weapon, whether it's a whether it's a nine millimeter pistol or whether it's a rifle, is ridiculous. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things. From the early nineties. So I went a little long on that. Um Okay, so did you did you catch the contradiction? Yes. The first contradiction of him saying crime is down, but gun violence and murder rates are up. Yeah. What? <laughs> and then uh, the the second thing I caught was I want to ask you a question, David. Okay. It, it's what's in the in our constitution. Was it called the Bill of What? Rights. Is it's not called the Bill of Needs, right? Exactly. I don't have to have a. I don't need to have a need in order to buy a gun, correct? Exactly. Because it's a right, an uh-huh. inalienable right. Yep. So, yeah, I think that that's a contradiction as well. Um, I mean, it's just, again, the main purpose of them is to use what, what they want to do. And it's not just uh, right now, you know, we're talking and you hear it in every episode. Uh, not that we don't talk about Republicans and bash on them, but the uh, you know, it seems like the, our primary right. focus and what we'd be doing is, is talking about Biden and Democrats. And that's because that's what sh- who you see in the mainstream media. Yeah. And, and most of the Republicans you see in the mainstream media are neocons who are actually uh, 
uh, war hungry liberals. And so uh, I say that to say they both want to use the establishment party wants to use in this in this case Joe Biden and Democrats any uh, event uh, what would you say David any uh, uh, tragedy tragedy is that what you're looking for uh, for fear-mongering and to be able to take away more of your rights and specifically mm-hmm. with weapons and you can look at Cuba as the as a great example of right now with what is happening what has happened in the past few weeks of why weapons are important because eventually your government will go after you and they're trying to they're using covid they're using mm-hmm. uh gun violence they're using this and that in order to lead to more authoritarianism and less rights for you and again you know that's your that's your line of defense and you don't need to have a need in order to purchase a gun if it was written in there in the in the bill of rights on purpose to prevent a tyrannical government from overtaking us. Right. And, and so that it's clear, and I, I think you, you did make it clear, but the, the idea of the Bill of Rights wasn't that the founding fathers were giving people those rights. It's that they knew yep. those were the rights of human beings. Now, obviously, they were not perfect people. I, and it's one of those things that I always kind of hate, the sort of... Uh, we're standing on the shoulders of these people that came before us and then looking mm-hmm. down and spitting on them because they didn't under, necessarily understand doesn't it doesn't excuse you know them owning slaves or whatever the case may be but mm-hmm. there's there's this sort of uh argument that goes around that because they uh, they were uh what most people would say is like they're morally inferior to us because of the choices that they made uh, mm-hmm. Therefore, the things that they believed are just completely uh, out of the question. Right. Like, you, you, it's like, oh, okay, so they, they own slaves. Therefore, their opinion about guns isn't. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Which their isn't opinion, true. That's well, obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you and I it's understand that. Yeah, it's, it's a stupid argument. It doesn't, it doesn't hold up at all. It's, it, it's one of those things that's like, you know, someone, it's like if someone cured cancer, right? Um, but then they had some sort of like major flaw. It's like they're still the person that cured cancer. Yeah. And there's there's something to celebrate there, even if that person turned out to kind of be like a horrible dirt bag or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. It, you're not it, it. You celebrating the fact that they cured cancer does not also. It, it's not also an indication of the other choices that they made in their life. Yep. So what well, I, I think, too, is just that the government isn't enforcing the gun legislation already on the books. Right. Yeah. And that's the problem. And you see the, <laughs> yeah, not, not just that, but even reports of everything they have currently on the books of, you know, that we've talked about with the FBR with, uh, Larry Nassar. And then you have the Las Vegas shooter, and then you can go on to the, uh, um, the mass shooter in, at, where, where was it in in Colorado recently that shot up the grocery store Charleston. and so on and so forth? Yeah, yeah, and and again they have tips and they're not preventing them. You know, with the Las Vegas shooter, like he had been reported, I believe, for child porn, um, and, and they didn't take it serious. And he had over six hundred documents, him and his brother, of child porn on his laptop, on his computer. 
I should say. And so, and and then with the other gun laws, (laughs) they're they're not enforcing them. And so it's just asinine to think, A, that they could even accomplish it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, it's always so funny to me. So let's, I want to take the Charleston one as an example in particular, because it seems to have been the closest thing to a um, hate crime based on the color of people's skin. Right. So just a scenario, and obviously we're, we're just two white dudes. If someone <laughs> went to a church, what not yours or mine necessarily, mm-hmm. and in a similar situation, shot it up, and the reasoning behind it, let's just say 95 to 100% because of the color of our skin. Right. Would your reaction to that be to to end whatever let's just blank supremacy right or like like racism against our like Caucasians whatever the case may be right okay so sure right but wouldn't the more practical thing be like no you know, no like, that it, wouldn't be I'm sorry I was just following along with you like responding no that wouldn't be my first initial response okay it because mine would be like. And I think it comes kind of comes back to our Asian hate conversation that we had a, uh, mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and because this is what a lot of that community did, is they went out and bought guns. Yeah, that would be my solution. They're like, oh, people are attacking us because like because of this, and people are getting severely hurt, ending up in the hospital. It was like, well, how do we protect ourselves, right? Because you can, and and this is actually something that uh, seems to be well, the first time I ever kind of like heard an argument in this direction was from Eric July. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, you're begging and pleading for the state to stop killing you. So it's like the people, the people that you believe are specifically coming after you, right? Which is the state because mm-hmm. that's essentially what these police departments are. I mean, they work for the state, like taxpayer money. It goes to the state. The state puts the police together. That That's what it is. And you're saying in, in right. generally in these big cities and these big areas that y- you are being targeted based on the color of your skin, right? And so your response to this is to beg those same people to stop doing that, right? And so this is why this this idea of okay, so for instance, in this and you have this in in circles, right? With the char- what happened in Charleston is that everyone wants to get out; they want to protest to stop white supremacy. But what is that actually doing? Nothing. You know, it and I man, I, I understand there's it's like, no actual there's no actual practical solutions and as asinine on one level, not not that, but to think this this train of thought that there's systemic oppression and this is what led to the shooting therefore what we need to do is take away guns. Yeah. My whole thought process is if you really believe there's systemic oppression and white supremacists everywhere and stuff like that, wouldn't you want a gun for self-defense? Right. Now, to the person who has a gun for self-defense and then is also protesting, I'm not talking to you, but... It's different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're protecting... Right. Now, in the state of North Carolina, you cannot protest and be carrying a gun at the same time. Right. It's really stupid. 
I, this really state, stupid. This state is so backwards. It's really funny because it's gotten brought up on no agenda a couple times. Adam's like, dude, what's going on in North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I, I don't know. It's really weird. And it's funny because one of our, uh, our license plate tags says first in freedom. And I remember seeing it there and the lady's like, which one do you want? And I was like, oh, I definitely don't want that one. I was like, that's because it's just not true. It just made water come out of my mouth. That's not true at all for North Carolina. Bro. Like our our, our liquor is run by the state. Yeah, bro. They give you it's practically, the licenses and the permits of yeah. your freedom. Yeah, it's like prohibition light. It's the weird it's just the weirdest backwards thing. Yeah. Um anyway, so yeah, it's it's one of those things that's like uh, you know, and I and, and this is what I'm trying to do, just so that people are aware. I, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes. Like I'm still obviously have my brain, but I'm like, okay, if I was in the shoes of someone, right, and I thought mm-hmm. that there were group like people that were coming after me because of the color of my skin, mm-hmm. and I feel generally helpless, mm-hmm. well, I'm gonna buy a gun and learn how to use it so yep. I can protect myself and my family and my friends. Because uh, yeah. if you really think about it, if a whole bunch of dudes in pointy hoods showed up on your front lawn in 2021 and burned a cross. And, you know, you have a rifle sitting in your house. They're probably going to learn real quick not to do that again. Yeah. And they might even think twice about it if they if they're aware that the neighborhood is armed. Mm. You know what I mean? I had mm-hmm. like one of my neighbors. I was wearing my uh, my Black Guns Matter hoodie uh, a while ago. Mm-hmm. And um, my neighbor was like outside and he goes, oh, you he's like, you have a gun, too. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, good. He's like, most of our cul-de-sac does. I was like, and he's like, that's really good to know. I was like, awesome. I'm like, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. We had a uh, we had a meth head uh, climb onto the roof of uh, somebody's house, and uh, she was there alone. And this guy like fell off the roof, and she went and got her uh, her handgun and like chased him away. Yeah, that's what you want. Fire so a couple of warning shots. Yeah. No, don't right take the legs. Oh, Lord. Oh, I, so <laughs> I, this is totally off subject. Uh, I was watching uh, Freaky last night, which is, mm. it's got Vince Vaughn in it. And it's uh, basically what if Freaky Friday, but a serial killer instead of a mom and daughter. Uh. And so Vince Vaughn is the serial killer and he gets uh, put uh, into the body of this like little blonde girl. And vice versa, and so he spends most of the the movie acting like a teenage girl, and it's it's good on one level, uh, but the cops in the movie are ridiculous because more than once a cop like, and this is how you know most of the time Hollywood has no idea what they're doing when it comes to like gun procedure or laws mm-hmm. or the way that you you handle that stuff. Multiple times in that movie, got cops fire warning shots into the air (laughs) and at one point there's like it's at the end of the movie these teenagers are all having a party uh in a like a an abandoned mill house or something and the uh the cop runs into the middle of this crowd of teenagers and fires his pistol into the air (laughs) to like make them disperse and i was like oh my gosh like oh it was it was ridiculous speaking of Hollywood being out of touch Ooh, good All right, so we talked a couple weeks ago about Kevin Smith and his reboot of He-Man, which uh, is called Masters of the Universe Revelation. And this Mm -hmm. show has had a lot of controversy around it for the past 
two years, give or take. Now, I, I was only kind of turned on to it probably about six months ago because, to be honest, two years of trying to deal with a controversy like that for something that, you know, it's like you're not going to see it for that long. I just, I can, I can't, I can't be bothered, right? It's like, let's right. talk about it once it gets a little bit closer or once it's out and we can actually find out for sure. So, Part of the controversy, and I think we might have gone over this already, surrounded the fact that some stuff was leaked and Kevin Smith just straight up lied about it. Uh, you know, they were basically saying that He-Man would be taking a back seat and that Tila, who's one of the characters from the original show, would be basically taking his place, in a sense, as the main character for mm-hmm. this Masters of the Universe reboot or whatever it is. Right. And... He was like, no, it's not the case. You're wrong. And there was like some controversy about whether um, Tila's friend in the show was actually her girlfriend or just a friend. And he said, no, it's just a friend. Um, And I'm sure there was a couple other things, but that was some of the big stuff. Um, And, you know, we've talked about it plenty on here, but there's uh, this sort of trend going around in Hollywood of sort of the demasculate. How would you say that? The D masculization of men yeah taking masculinity away from male characters and they essentially given it and i would add given it the females sure and yeah in this case that is act that that's pretty true um so we've talked in the past about star wars and ray always beating kylo he's never a threat to her um and it's not that she's the main not the main character and uh my misogyny or whatever it is it has everything to do with the fact that she's a Mary Sue. She never loses. She does, you know, it's like someone basically is like, hey, this is a lightsaber. And she automatically knows what she's doing with it uh, after she closes her eyes yep. for two seconds. Um, you yep. know, bad, fo- like Han Solo lazy is writing. A, it, that, yeah. That's the thing. Uh, Han Solo is a cop outs. It's laziness. Yeah. Uh, Han Solo is a uh, deadbeat father, um, which is, a, is like this common thing. And I understand that that, can work as a story element but it's too consistent in recent years it's just like every character in any of these shows or movies or whatever they're just like deadbeat dads you could probably even say the same thing about um uh david harbour's character in black widow Mm -hmm. uh he plays um the red he's rushing captain america the red cape i can't remember sorry sorry nerds um I'm failing you right now. Um, anyway, uh, but he's kind of, you know, he's been in jail forever. He's basically a deadbeat dad in that too. Right. Um, so this, the, all this stuff, this controversy is going on. He's been denying it. It gets built up again a couple months ago um, or really m- a, about a month or two ago when we, f- we covered it. And, you know, he's still saying it's not. Um, people have kind of turned on Kevin Smith uh, in the last few years too because he's really just become a a Hollywood shill for like product placement and I mean there's like pictures of him with like He-Man cereal and Skeletor tennis shoes going around crying about stuff oh just I mean yeah Kim, oh, you know he was grip, man yeah he was trying you know uh he the Masters of the Universe Revelation got like majorly uh I I'll pull it up real quick, but on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like the the score for um, the critics was like at ninety five, and the, the the score for people like the the uh, the audience review was at like twenty nine percent, like really really low. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Um, how much of uh, how much about this have you actually heard? Because I watched I watched all. It only I've I mean heard. it was five episodes, so it didn't really take very long. Yeah, I was gonna waste my time. Um, yeah, I don't because I already. I, That's I what did, I, I didn't. I don't trust anything that comes out. You know what I mean? I don't have trust with any of them. Right. And so I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm gonna wait for other people to start talking it up. Like if you were to, because I, I hey I knew you would watch it, and I was like, David will watch it. And I'll let him waste his time, and he'll tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if I can, I, 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 so. I'll be, I can be a little bit fair. Okay. The artwork is very good. It's very, yes. very good. But again, we... Go ahead. And this is anime. You know, it's animation. So, I mean, it, I guess it can be hit and miss. But I don't know what the budget is like, but in this day and age... And I'm assuming it probably had a decent sized budget. Um, yeah. And we talk about this a lot. Everything that comes out that is mainstream or that has a huge production, it should look good. Absolutely. There's right. no reason in, in, you know, in this I mean, age the, for animation not to look on par from like even from someone like Netflix who sometimes has some garbage stuff come out. Yes. Um, yeah, their so, animation. And, and that's mean, the thing is their animation has been stellar in the past. I don't know if you ever watched any of Castlevania. Great animation. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's been plenty of other shows as well uh, where that's that's kind of been the case. Oh, man. Um, okay, so right now it's, it's sitting... Just, sorry, it's sitting at a 95% critic score, and it's actually up to a 33% audience score. I'll drop is, and leave a review on that. That's sus, dude. That 33%... <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust I that know. at all. It was down at like twenty nine. No, it was definitely lower than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would give it a zero. Truly, in uh, honesty, uh, I'll give it five percent just for animation. I, but I wouldn't. The reason why I want to say zero percent is because I wouldn't watch it. I just wouldn't. You're not. You you're not going to enjoy it. It's very generic, lazy writing that we've been talking about on a bunch of our episodes. Mm. To where it's. All the females are amazing. There's nothing wrong with them. And all the males are terrible. And it's so obvious. And again, can I, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to spoil some of it after you, after you're done. I don't think that there's anything such as, and so maybe someone could convince me otherwise, but right now I don't think there's anything such as toxic masculinity or femininity. Um, There's masculinity and there's femininity Mm -hmm. and highlight both of those in a great way. You don't have to tear one down to lift up the other just for the sake of doing that. Just because all, all men are, it really, man, it just, it's like high schoolers wrote this. And I think high schoolers probably could have done a better job, but yeah, I mean, maybe not. It's, it's but so funny. That's that really what it's like. I used to put Hollywood writers and directors, like obviously there were always kind of the trap, like there were people who were kind of trashy or whatever. And, mm-hmm. You know, Michael Bay kind of falls into that category. It was just like a lot of money thrown at the screen to make big explosions to distract people, which is most of what Marvel has become. Um, if they're not too busy sitting around talking in rooms, uh, but that's kind of beside the point. Um, and nowadays, most of the time, I go, I think I could have written a better story. You know, I used to watch mm-hmm. E-Man as a kid, but I haven't kept up with it since then. I know some people have. It just, you know, it was always one of those things that was like, oh, I watched E-Man as a kid because it was designed for children, right? And so this comes out and 
the first episode, I would say the first like 20 minutes or so, and this is about the only praise I can get, the first 20 minutes or so, it's pretty good. It, it feels like yeah. classic yeah, He-Man. Yeah, the first 20 minutes are good. And, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil some of this, but, you know, he gets into a fight with Skeletor, and he stabs him, which was the plan. Like, the whole, so the whole plan feels as if they stumbled into it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, He-Man Sword is the only thing that can unlock this pyramid, and he stabs Skeletor, and Skeletor just happens to be standing in the correct position to where the sword also unlocks this pyramid so that Skeletor, after being stabbed, can turn around and break this ball that holds all of the magic of Eternia, which is their planet, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And all of the magic is essentially drained, and as time freezes, because of course it does, um, and... He-Man has the plan to sacrifice himself, um, and for some reason Skeletor is going to die too. It's never really clear why specifically He-Man and Skeletor. This is what I'm talking about. It's, it, there's, they throw you into this, and you're like, wait, why? Why is he gonna? You know, why is it only him? Why is he the only? He he's absorbing this, but Skeletor is also going to get taken out by this. But Tila, who's standing right next to all of them, isn't. Also, the tiger I think was there. Um, oh God, what was it? What's his tiger's name? Uh, I don't know what his tiger's oh name gosh. is. I forget. Now I feel terrible. I'm failing people twice. Tiger Woods. <laughs> no, it's uh, cr- not cringe. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Really? Oh, cringer. It's cringer. Okay, cringer. so you know, so there's all these people in the room. But the only two people who get affected by this are He-Man and Skeletor, right? So it completely just takes them out of the story, right? The two, the right. two center characters of this universe of the whole like masters of the universe thing they are the central characters he-man is the main character and his antagonist is skeletor they're gone right so right. <laughs> adam goes back to no sorry adam's dead um tila goes back with uh, her father and cringer i think might be in the room too and orko is there as well who's the wizard who can never do anything right and um, Man at Arms, who is Teal's father, mm-hmm. uh, tells um, the king what happened. And he doesn't know who Adam is. He doesn't know he's He Man. And he starts like getting upset and blaming Man at Arms for like what happened and blaming Teela and all, the rest of them for not letting them know who he was or whatever and allowing him to like make that sacrifice. And his mother's like upset. And everybody's like upset. And then Tila goes, well, what about me? He never told me that he was He-Man. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're like, and, and to, so for those of you that don't understand, Tila is Adam's best friend, like He-Man's best friend. And he kept the secret from her, which is a pretty classic like trope in superhero secret identity stuff. Is right. that there's always one person that's close to the main character that doesn't know who the main character is, and so this is like them, you know. This I think this is them doing the whole thing where they go. Well, usually when the main character find when the friend finds out, they're a little upset, but they get over it quickly and accept who their friend was. That's not what Tila does. <laughs> 
she's just mad and upset and sad. It's and, just and uh, while her parents are grieving, and get, she's like, "Well, what about me?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like, "Forget that your son died. He didn't tell me that he was he man." And so that's that. You know that uh, it kind of ruin not totally ruins, but it definitely puts a, a downer on that first episode. Dude, and, did you notice? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did you notice how like at first Tila is more feminine yeah and then as each episode progress like as far as animation wise she get looks like a freaking man like just bulky yeah, yeah. you know it do, and it doesn't make sense i mean that's never and this is this is when, kind of when we go back to like respecting the lore respecting what came before she doesn't have to look like a dude in order to be a strong character, especially in a universe that literally has talking tigers and magic. Yeah. And she's basically and, magic. Again, and they're doing magic. this, dude, they're doing this whole thing with it where her father, uh, obviously had a relationship with this, uh, the sorceress who ke- takes care of the, like the castle grace, mm-hmm. which is the, the keeper or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, they think they are so sneaky with it that they're like, Oh, there's a secret. There's a secret. Oh, it has something to, and obviously it has something to do with her heritage. It's like immediately obvious. And you go, yeah. okay, man at arms, Tila. You're like, okay, who is old enough to be uh, her her mother? And someone man at arms probably would have potentially had a relationship with. And she's the only character that you're like, oh, it's definitely a uh, wizard lady or like sorceress lady over here. Um, you know, yeah. So and then the whole thing, there's like it, it's so obvious that they're just what they're trying to do with the male characters in the show. And, you know, there's yeah. like a point where they're all just excuse me. They're all just shitting on Adam. They're like, no, much. no, he man's not the they're like walking through some wood like the woods or whatever. And they go, no, no, He-Man was never the most powerful or most dangerous man in the universe. And they're trying to say that it was uh, Tila's father. Because obviously they're trying to set this up as if she is now going to be able to take up the reins as the most dangerous person in, in the universe. It's so obvious what they're doing. Now, and, and there's other stuff. Um, you know, obviously, Man-at-Arms disappears. He doesn't want anything. To do. He he and his daughter have a uh, a tortured relationship, and they kind of you know uh, renew yeah. that. But uh, her her there's like a robot who's also kind of a male character. He dies. Orko, who is a male character, he dies. Man at Arms kind of isn't much in the show except for one moment when they need him to show up to like save everyone. Like he's clearly after He Man. He is clearly the most capable character in the show. And he goes, no, they go, no, you can't come with us. <laughs> and did you notice what was the other, uh, the side chick, the Tila in the movie? What oh, was her name? E- oh, uh, you know who I'm talking about? Though talking They were about like giving girlfriend. googly eyes to each other. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, <laughs> I can't remember her name. She was wink, wink. Yeah. No, they're just, they're just friends. Wink, wink. She is the, it's like, come on guys. Yeah. She is the tokenized girlfriend of the show. Yep. A new character just written into the show, and she's there to do the googly eyes thing and just kind of be there. She doesn't really play much of an important role except to be the third strong female character in the show. Um, and it's just, it's one yeah. of those things that's like, why did all of the males die, right? And so mm-hmm. <clears throat> the show, the show kind of keeps going on. 
there's like again the animation's great and so to some degree in in some of the fights that does keep you engaged um because really it is really pretty to look at and it's only five episodes so it, it 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 wasn't the biggest time sink thank god um yeah it's it's kind of a uh, what what uh, the, the, so there's like the MacGuffin right so the sword breaks into two pieces mm-hmm. and the two pieces are in essentially the heaven and hell of Eternia and right. they go to hell oh ho, 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 dude I almost forgot so they go they go to essentially what is the hell of Eternia to get the first piece mm-hmm. of the sword and everyone has to go through essentially kind of a trial of what they're not it's not very well done, but I think the whole idea of it was that they had to go through trials of things that they were afraid of. Um, it's It works a little bit better depending on the character, and of course, Tila is the one that's focused on way more than everyone else. Yeah. Now, I know you watched the criti- criti- Criticals thing on it, but do you remember what her her fear was? Oh, that she would be too powerful yeah. and too strong. <laughs> She was afraid that she was too awesome. Like I literally was sitting yeah. there and I, and I go, they go, what is it? You know, he's like, what's your deepest fear or whatever. And then she basically says that I'm too awesome. <laughs> that I'm too great. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I can't live up to the potential of like those who came before me. You know, it's, it's none of these things where she puts herself in a situation where she's humbled and, and okay. And so yeah. this is what we're always talking about with Mary Sue's. Cause that's essentially what Tila is in the show. Yes, she she doesn't fail. She always comes out on top. She she's always made to look m- more capable than really everyone else around her, but especially her male counterparts. Though there's an argument to be yeah. made that Man at Arms is actually given at least a little bit of the hey, like he's he's super capable. But of course, she's his daughter, so that idea of passing the mantle to the superior Tila still has the possibility of of coming up. Right. So yeah, and, that that happens, and then Orko, for some reason, has to sacrifice himself. Right. Um, right. I was actually I was going to get into some of these clips, but I kind of just am enjoying breaking this down, and I I don't want to give Kevin Smith any more credit than he's due. He basically just complains about how the people who are upset at the show that their opinions don't matter, and then he contradicts himself, uh, and then the guy that plays Orko is basically there being like, "Oh, you're so right, Kevin." you're so right about everything that you're saying and it's just like oh lord um yeah wait to listen to your fan base that's that's exactly how you can improve is by not listening to the 33 percent score on rotten tomatoes i'm surprised it's that high yeah so they they end up in heaven for the second to last episode i think and of course like adam Mm -hmm. shows up because he's dead and so he's up there in basically this like hall of champions type thing um yeah you know there's just there's a lot of there's i could nitpick about a lot of the weird details of things that happen in those episodes too um just stuff that seems to contradict itself every character seems to be deconstructing what it means to be a hero like they have these long dialogues like there's one with orko that's like oh you know he's Mm -hmm. like oh i um you know maybe being a hero wasn't as great as I thought it would be because there's so much that I don't remember. And I wish that I had like kept a journal and just like weird, like this is going to places that you can tell that this has been written by someone who used to have joy in their life and has now looked back upon that joy as if it wasn't what they believed that it was. 
Well, this is what you and I have been talking about is Hollywood executives, right? Hollywood, mm-hmm. just in general, fighting. You know, instead of trying to create, you know, hey, let's let's look into African folklore. Let's look into Asian folklore. Let's look into more American folklore. Let's look into freaking Norway folklore. Let's look into, <laughs> you know, South America folklore, whatever, right? Like, and, and create something original or, or this or that story, right? It's, you know, how can we find stuff that people used to love in their childhood and ruin it and destroy it? And so they have a nice tendency. I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, you know, maybe you're not that interested in He-Man. And you're like, I don't care. I don't care. Well, trust me. It's coming for all of us. Oh, it's coming for, and, yeah. And, and we're about to talk about it. The next one it's coming for. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me wrap it up a little bit, and then we can move yeah, on to no, go ahead. Rings. So the next episode was like, I guess fine. But of course, Adam is just, he's he blunders. For some, he's so a wimp. There, yeah, there's this point in it where the original hero makes a statement about how all of the that you choose your form in this afterlife or whatever so you can mm-hmm. you know all of them chose their heroic form but adam chose his uh his weaker form or whatever and so in a better written show that would have landed right yeah in a show where that scene happens after a sacrifice that adam makes after a season of he-man being in the show and then and then the second season, right, is maybe like Adam does sacrifice himself at the end of the first season. And then a group of them not necessarily led by Tila, or at least not I'm now the man, Tila, like I'm the captain now, Tila. Right. Um, go on a journey because they know they can get Adam back because you need, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just what they decide to do, right? Because they they do this whole thing where they tell Adam, like, oh, other heroes will come. You don't need to go back or whatever. But for, for the sake of the story and He-Man being the main character, for some reason they need to have He-Man back, right? We'll just go with that. Right. That could have landed because it would have shown a characteristic of Adam having humility. Mm-hmm. Saying, this is who I actually am, right? And... Again, in a better script, could have worked, but it doesn't because it's just like, oh, see, he's just a weakling. <laughs> and it's like exactly. It's like, oh my gosh. So the episode ends, and Adam decides to go back with him. I think this is what happens. I don't think this is the full episode. I think the fifth episode is the one. Shoot, I might be wrong. So maybe it is the last. No, dude. Honestly, I can't even remember at this point. <laughs> Um, so no yeah, matter the case, the story essentially ends up where Adam decides to go back to regular, you know, we'll call it Middle Earth or whatever. It's like the the regular plane of existence for these people um, in Eternia. And they go down and, you know, they, they get into the castle um, and fix everything and magic comes back. And He-Man, or Adam is about to become He-Man again to, like, stop whatever's coming. Oh, to he's about to become He-Man again to, like, renew the power and everything. And Skeletor right. stabs him in the chest. <laughs> and he's, like, they, he's literally, they go, Adam, like, ten minutes before, right? Right. They're like, Adam, if you go back and you die again, you may not be able to come back here. 
Ten minutes later, he gets stabbed, and now apparently, he's stabbed. He's, apparently, he's not dead. But man, like all the criticism that you're hearing, I, I, obviously, people can nitpick a little too much about things. Um, right. It's not like the the biggest slog that I've had to go through watching something that I didn't think was very good. I've I've seen I've seen mm. significantly worse. Uh, but it isn't good. A lot of it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. Again, it doesn't feel like it respects what came before it. It doesn't respect what fans wanted, which was a show about He Man. Right? It's like that right. nostalgia is powerful, and that's what people wanted. They wanted their favorite right. heroes back, including He Man, not just flashbacks of him or you know. And again, they're doing this whole thing, and it's funny because this is happening in a lot of places. It's not just sort of in entertainment, but this whole like idea of deconstructing the things that you thought you once knew as if there's some sort mm-hmm. of uh, intelligence behind it. And it's fake intelligence. Like if I if I wanted to be very right. honest about my opinion in this, it's fake intelligence. The pseudo intelligence. Yeah. Yep. So just they like do what that. I just did. David huh? said fake intelligence, and I said pseudo, pseudo which is the exact same thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> It, it's one of those things where so and then, and then like Skeletor takes the sword and becomes like evil Skeletor He Man or whatever and that's where the right. part one ends and where I guess part ends. two is either coming out later this year or next year and I'm really curious I if they're gonna in, end up doing like rewrites and trying to change up some of part two uh, and be like see you were all wrong about where this was really headed because that's what Kevin yeah. Smith is now pushing and I linked to um thanks to Steph Annie. Uh, I found out about her through Eric July because he got banned from Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's he got banned. funny, really. Yeah, and um, so she sent him basically a thread of uh, portions of a, a panel that Kevin Smith did after He Man premiered. So it was it was basically about three hours after it premiered because that's give or take how long it takes to actually watch it. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, it's just it's not it's not very good. I can't recommend it. Obviously, I'll watch part two because this is great content, and this is the kind of stuff yeah. that I you know kind of enjoy more than you know crapping on the guy making the freedom phone. Um, is my this is my bread and butter? It's my bread and butter. Let we'll we'll put it that way. Um, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, man. So as far as like crapping on stuff from our childhood, I was never a big He Man fan, so there wasn't much interest um, in there for me there, but. Um, here they come. Um, the Jeff Bezos has the one ring to rule them all on his hand, and and we're the free peoples of Middle Earth having to fight them. Do you have um, this? Do you have this pulled up, or do you need me to read it? Yeah, I have it pulled up. Okay, so I'll let you kind of. I'll uh, let you, you take it. I'll let you take it. Yeah, so I'm not going to hit every single point. Can you read uh, the title? You, yeah, I'll read the title. So uh, there was the One Ring .net, which seems to have. Uh, it, it was around when. Uh, the original trilogy was shot and stuff came out and which ended up being verified later on. And and so they have, they're legit. They have sources. They have it in here. And most of the things, if not all the things, all everything that they've come out with that has been rumors uh, have ended up being confirmed later on. So there was a new spy report that released 20 details that have emerged from Amazon's Lord of the Rings characters, sexless nudity, and halflings. (laughs) So I just kind of want to hit, yeah, the high points here. So I think one of the, as far as, you know, they break it up into sections, and as far as the lore and legal rights and the Tolkien estate is concerned, 
uh, there's a couple of things here that I felt were important. And uh, for the first time ever, again, and this is just a, uh, a rumor, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but apparently Amazon Studios has uh, rights over certain elements and passages from the Cimmerillion and Unfinished Tales. Mm. That way they can also destroy those in the process of destroying this. And then they had three lore experts who, or Tolkien scholars, whoever those are, that were on set for the time during production. Now, Tom Shippey is a good Tolkien scholar, and he was on towards the beginning. But as soon as Christopher Tolkien died, a few months later, uh, reports came out that he was fired, that he had stepped away, walked away from the set. Wow. And apparently, they say that the Tolkien estate is set to be very happy with how things are progressing. Well, who is the Tolkien estate? Who are you talking about? Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, we'll see on that. But as far as production <laughs> I'm sure they're details, happy with all the money that they've been receiving from this. Yeah. <laughs> does it, does it, right. Uh, the the product so far, just so people know, I believe it cost Amazon $250 million is what was reported just for the rights and possibly more uh, to the Tolkien estate. But I know at least $250 million. Um, as far as with the production details... Uh, men, elves, and drawers have their own sequestered production units for the different free people. So they're, uh, they have their own production units for each one. And they also are doing decoy production units um, as well uh, to fake people out to, you know, to really help. I mean, they're really locking this thing down, right? So uh, because that they have their own production units, this has there's some speculation going on that the narrative might be constructed across wide time jumps or told from pockets of different historical viewpoints, perhaps even anthology approach, rotating characters from uh, free peoples all reacting to the same thing or just not cooperating with each other in season one, but over what timelines still hasn't been decided. Uh, Let's see. And go back through. Uh, J A, uh, what's his last name? Bayona, Bayona. I'm, I'm not Bayona. pronouncing that correct. I know yeah. I'm not. Bayona. That's it. Episodes are standalone entry points to the series, like a feature film, so uh, which I gonna, think. Does that mean that we're going to get like hour and a half episodes? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Is it because uh, you know, like Sherlock is kind of like that, where the the episodes are like hour and a half, two hours. And they're standalone in a sense. Yeah. So people were hoping. You may be right on that. People were hoping for a release of later this year. But it seems like they're uh, now aiming for a mid-2022 release. Okay, so now we, is where we get into good stuff. So apparently, uh, because Tolkien was English, he, he wrote an English myth, um, mythology, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a fantasy. And so uh, predominantly, most of the characters are white. And uh, so some people, like, kind of going on with this whole thing, got into uproar, like, hey, like, their, their point of view was saying, hey, if you want to focus on a folklore from Africa that has that, that's fine, but stop. They've just viewed it as race swapping. Yeah. I don't necessarily care because there are certain uh, passages in Tolkien, uh, like concerning hobbits that like they mentioned here on page 12, where they talk about how the Harfoots, which are a, uh, uh, our Shire hobbits. Yeah. And they were browner of skin. Uh, and so, uh, so it seems like those halflings are going to be, the dark skin precursors to the Shire hobbits. Uh, and then let's see, okay. it seems like <laughs> Celebrimbor. And if you remember the, 
Shadow of War, he was in there. He's the one that oh, helped yeah. Sauron make the rings. He has been re- uh, recast. Wait, is he the is he the ghost in Shadow of War that helped? Yes. The, that like helps you out. Yes. Keep talking. No, yeah. So he's a he's a shadow that helps you out, and apparently the nudity, which there was a big uproar about this, is sparse and not sexualized. So basically, what they're saying is that the nudity's going to be shown in a very dark way for highlighting how the uh, elves, some of the elves were corrupted into orcs. So it's going to be a concentration camp type visuals of victims. And apparently within that, that's how nudity is going to be displayed. I don't care for it. I don't see the point in it. I don't think it adds anything to it. I think you could still convey the same thing minus that. I just feel like they have to throw it in there just to force it. And then Outside of that, the other big news is that Sauron won't be revealed in season one, which I'm actually a fan of. I think that's a good point. I hope I was kind of hoping too. like, I don't know if they'll do it this season, but which I don't think they will since Sauron's not in it. But I hope they kind of highlight and show how where they can take some liberty is showing how the nine men and even the witch king of Angmar, how they became wraiths, right? The nine mortal men who were kings. I think that would be cool. But essentially what I'm getting from all of this is that they're going to exactly follow what Jeff Bezos wanted, which was I want Game of Thrones. So they're going to go for a dark, gritty feel to it being the main thing with sort of the the hero uh, coming through and, and shining a light, but maybe not working how you expect it. Whereas Lord of the Rings, that's how Game of Thrones is. Game of Thrones is right. Whereas Lord of the Rings is typically, at least the the books and the trilogies, are more of a a high note of heroes and and positivity, and then you have dark undertones on, on the bottom coming through with the orcs and, and things that are happening. But we'll see. I, I I still am excited for it. I don't have a ton of high hopes, but I am excited for it. You there? Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah, I um, I don't know. It, the things that stand out to me that I wasn't aware of before uh, was that thing that you mentioned earlier about... Uh, where was it? Um, standalone entry point. Okay, yeah. So, hang on. It says J.A. Um, Bayona's episodes are standalone entry points are a standalone entry point to the series like feature films. So is he one of the directors? Are yeah, there he's mul- one of the directors. There's going to be multiple directors. directors yeah. Okay, so, all right. Follow me. I, I don't, obviously, I don't know how they're planning on setting this up. But it seems like maybe, do you know how many, epi- did it say how many episodes were in season no. one? Okay. No, it didn't. Let's guess. Probably like 12. You think so? You think they'll do that like many? Eight to twelve. So yeah, I, w- I, I was thinking eight, maybe eight to ten. Um, okay. It's almost hard to guess now because everybody just does something different, and most of the time it's too long. Mm-hmm. They always they always seem to just go like one or two episodes too long. Um, it's like oh, you could have done this in less episodes. So right. I, I don't know. Maybe there is going to be sort of a storyline that goes throughout, and then they'll do what they've done in some series and take you out for an episode and you'll have a almost like mini series episode where it's a plot line, something else going on, or maybe it's even at a different time. 
to give yeah. you context for something else that's going on. I don't know. It seems, I, man, it's, I gotta be honest, it seems a bit uh, of a massive production for some showrunners that really have never done anything before. Yeah. So I don't know if they're just there. Now, this happens a lot. I don't know if we've actually mentioned this before. This happens a lot in these bigger productions nowadays where they'll hire people as the showrunners or directors or whatever, and they're basically just faces. They really don't have a whole mm-hmm. lot of control over what's going on, creative control, whatever. Now, obviously, right. um, Benioff and Weiss with Game of Thrones, that was a different story because that was sort of pre-Marvel. Um, but mm-hmm. Marvel sort of paved the way for a lot of these massive studios that are putting you know, million, hundred million, billion dollars into a production to uh, basically just be the face. It's one of the reasons Edgar Wright got uh, fired from the original Ant-Man because he had a different yeah. creative vision than what they wanted to do. So they let him go and, you know, kind of made what they wanted. I think he still has some like writing credits on that first movie, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man. That's, that's pretty much it, dude. That stands I mean, out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I never else. really care too much about, you know, pe- the, the ones who are saying like, hey, this is a European mythology. You know, I don't really... As long, again, as we talked about it, as long as you make it make sense, I'm fine with that, you know. Um, and I think, you know, it seems like they're trying to go about it in a way that makes sense, yeah. like what George R. R. Martin did and other shows have done. So, you know, I'm fine with that. Uh, and it's kind of like I'm going to take a wait and see approach. I don't with anything that's yeah. with Hollywood. I don't have high hopes. Um, but hopefully I'm proven wrong. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the green Knight is coming out and that mm-hmm. is based off of Gwen, the green Knight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Gwen and the green Knight Cause I think the green Knight is a different character. Um, but it's, you know, that's kind of like a, a European folklore tale about one of the Knights of the round table and, you know, Dave, pa- Dave Patel, is that his name? Yeah. He's Indian and he's playing this character. To be honest, it just doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I'm excited to see it because, like, I love A24. I think they kind of have their nose on some of the only real creativity left in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they don't hit the mark every single time, but they they try and they give people chances on a lot of these different types of indie films that are put out there. And it's not always these like bombastic you know, over the top multi-million dollar budgets. Right. And so you get to see what some of these directors can actually do when they're restrained by a small budget, which is always phenomenal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about that. And that has like dark undertones and, and all that, but it kind of can fit for that setting. But it's like you were saying, like Lord of the Rings is high fantasy yeah. with, dark, with some dark undertones. So I don't know, maybe the episode about the elves being corrupted will be one of those standalone episodes. Mm-hmm. And in the grand scheme of this, we'll look back on this next year when we finally get to talk about it and watch it. Hopefully, they're putting it all out at once, but I doubt it. I guarantee yeah. you it's going to be a week-by-week thing. Um, yeah, it probably will be a week-by-week thing. It, it makes sense for them to try and you know yeah. get as much money as they can out of it. But again, like I said, I hope I'm proving wrong. I hope it's... Oh, sorry. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope it's good, too. And we don't end up with just dark brooding lord of the rings because i don't really want to watch that yeah i don't want to see like a bunch of characters or hobbits like deconstructing who they are as people or whatever i don't want to see them sitting around a table being like we used to be this 
but maybe that's not really what we are, you know, or like, could you imagine if they, they did like an episode where like Sam and Frodo show up and they're like deconstructing their friendship and like realize they're gay. (laughs) It's like that kind of stuff where it's basically just a projection of these modern day sensibilities of writers in Hollywood. And you're like, this is not, it's like, you're not respecting what came before. It's like, Oh man. Well, we'll end it there. Um, you know, as usual guys, if you have anything that you would like to comment or talk about or, you know, suggestions for the show, uh, you know how to find us. You can check show notes for all of our, uh, our contact information and how to donate, how to uh, follow us on social media. We're going to be putting in like a one link thing. So you'll be able to click that. It'll be a one-stop shop for basically everything that we have going on, whether that's our social media or donations or YouTube or, you know, if you need a link to um, send people uh, if they want to listen to the podcast or kind of see what we're all about, that's going to be the way to do it. Hopefully once I get back from vacation, I'll be working on all of that. Um, So Joseph, enjoy your time off. Uh, do you have anything else yeah, you want to say before we go? That is it, people. We're 45 cycles in, so stand strong, and we'll see you next time. All right. See you later. <laughs> see you. Politics ruins everything. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you wore shack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it home, just that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense, cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person, and politicking is bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose And it's a beautiful thing too Uh Hold up Yeah, hey, hey. Looking at the technological advances I used to be on dial-up looking for answers Now what? Underappreciating was candid And 20 years later we got computers that hand fit Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe Used to go through a label if you trying to blow Now people got more options on the table, gotta post Social media got us connected as ever on every medium Should be more righteous and clever but what we see in this Communication is error and still the devious Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate Cause idiots get heebie-jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you Try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike God forbid y'all disagree without a fight The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up Jack Your trifle subject, your life would right if you give up that You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated And now you pay it forward Let people make your blood boil Emotions firing like microwave foil Or the oil they annoy you You add another's neck for the wrong reasons Election years now seeming like full-blown seasons Man You let politics ruin Or rather control Your whole life, man You gonna be a miserable person Straight up and Unfortunately, that's where we're at A lot of people are consumed by this and it's driving them crazy and they hate their neighbors. <laughs>